Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Howdy and welcome to Tradies in Business Podcast. That was, we, we definitely have to change it to Tradies in Business Radio. Okay. Because that was such a radio jock We need a, introduction. A, a record scratch. I have one. <laughs> I have one. Hello and welcome to Tradies in Business Radio. It sounds like the school announcement system. You know oh, the school PA system? Yeah. Burn. Um, how you going, Coxie? Well, I was all right. <laughs> You're not now. You've hurt my feelings. Which I'm which, offended. <laughs> you're offended. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so just a quick little warning before our main part of today's uh, episode. So it's a Friday episode, so you shouldn't be surprised that we will use some potty mouth words. Uh, Lots of them in this episode. Adult language. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. Don't play this one in the car with the kiddies if nope. uh, if they're not accustomed to hearing you swear like a trooper. This would be a good one to play on the job site, though, providing the clients went around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, language warning for a uh, fuck it Friday. And the second main thing is today, Coxie and I actually talk about mental health and suicide, which we do a bit on the show. But we just wanted to give you a heads up that we, we are going to dig into talking to someone who's having those sorts of thoughts. And for some of you, this might be a little confronting or uncomfortable. Uh, so we just wanted to give you a heads up before we sort of dive into the main part of the episode. If that's you or if you're a caregiver or support person, um, we do give the numbers at the end of the episode for Lifeline and Beyond Blue. Um, by all means, uh, get onto those organizations if you do need some immediate help or if someone is in crisis and you have serious concerns about them, always, always dial triple zero um, and the police and the ambulance will actually attend that as a matter of priority. So um, there's a lot of misconception out there about that, but um, yeah. Just uh, be warned about today's episode, uh, but we do also take the piss out of each other, so you might want to hear that. We do that as a matter of course, but if you're hanging in to listen to this one, buckle up, bitches, it's a ride. <laughs> G'day, Was. G'day, Coxie. How are you? I'm good now that our microphones are working. We had a bit of a struggle, didn't we? <laughs> we were pressing the buttony things. Well... Yes. Super technical here at the Tradies in <laughs> Business podcast. This is all because last week we were technical and we did it from a distance. Yes. And then, no, something else. Why were you pressing the buttons with your sexy fingers? Because I moved the desky thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm. Have we have we told listeners about your sexy fingers? No. Should we? Go on. <laughs> well, see, I know them as something else. Yeah. <laughs> G'day, listeners, by the way. Um, Clearly, this is a fifth episode. Yes, this is indeed one of those episodes that you might want to not play in the car with your seven-year-old. Uh, well, well, your ten-year-old or your twelve-year-old. You they probably have more potty mouths than we do. Well, I don't know. Not you making, haven't seen me really fired up yet. <laughs> not making assumptions or anything. <laughs> um, see, I knew them as passion fingers, but that was probably the... Um, that it's like the seventies name. That, yeah, that was the nineties version. Now you're showing that you are a little bit older than I am. Slightly, not oh, much though. Enough. You can. Yeah, well, that does make me the senior business partner. <laughs> <laughs> which well means, done. Which means I still can't pull rank because I'm a boy and you're a girl. You can so, pull rank. No, it's 2019. Oh, we did talk about this a little bit earlier, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> I would be much more worried about pulling rank over you than the other way around. I suspect. Really? 
Mm. But let's not talk about gender today. Let's talk about Can your sexy not? fingers. Yes. Passion fingers. Yes. So I knew them as passion fingers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that our listeners are familiar with what passion fingers or sexy fingers are all about. So we don't really need to go into the fact that you fuck everything you touch. I really do. I'm very good at it. I can't believe I said that on radio. I mean, <laughs> podcast. Especially. Oh. Yeah. Go on. Especially. You got really excited there. Well, I... I listened to a podcast the other day and mm-hmm. he's renamed it, I can't remember what the title was, but he stuck the word radio on the end. And I thought, that's how we can get on radio. We'll, I, just, we'll just name our podcast, Traders in Business Radio. There's a lot of those. Oh. Lots. You're a bit late to the party, but I get it. Okay. But at least I turned up. It's your age. I was going to say at least I came, but I thought that would end up oh, somewhere. Oh, God. We're, we're definitely in a Friday episode now, aren't we? G'day to all of my uh, non-swearing friends out there in listener land. Sorry about Warwick. I don't have any of them, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do I. My mother taught me everything I know. Oh, nice. Mm, Classy. I still remember the first time my mother said the word fuck. And my brother and I were mortified. (laughs) It was just just like, mum. You never say that. No, she, she must was have been really angry. Yeah. <laughs> she was very angry. We got out of the house very quickly. Anyway, today, Coxie, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Actually, we're really. This is a little bit serious, but it's a bit ranty, so that's Ooh. why we're talking about it today. Ooh, oh, is this what we were chatting about before? Yeah. So, there three minutes in, and we haven't actually said anything of substance yet. No, again, <laughs> as usual. That's what the people come for. The waffle. Yeah. We yeah. did get some feedback once that there was just too much waffle. Okay. We stop, did take it on board. Stop waffling, Coxie, on our Tuesday episodes. But today, it's fuck it. It's Friday. That's right. We can waffle all we like. That's why we made fucking Fridays. And this is Tradies in Business Radio. So, mm-hmm. we can do whatever we want because we, we are the desk disc jockeys. We own the, the station. <laughs> We're the jocks. Well, I'm not a jock. <laughs> yeah. You're a disc jockey. Nah. That makes you a jock. Nah. A radio jock. Also makes me a massive knob. No, thank you. <laughs> Maybe this is why we're not on Triple M. <laughs> because we don't so. say good things about knob jockeys. Yeah. Right. Right. Moving right along. <laughs> so, we did want to talk about something serious, but I don't know that we've set the scene for that, have we? Oh, maybe we have. Maybe it's the key that gets people listening to hear the next part of the message, I suppose. It, it's interesting, though. Are we going to talk about the S thing? Yes. Yeah. This bit of bullshit verbal diarrhea is actually relevant in so far as when you start talking about suicide there's all this weird like people's bums pucker up and Mm. they just don't know can you can i say that word Mm. or like do we talk about it am i aren't i going to trigger somebody good point and and there's all this like tiptoeing around Mm. The issue, even with, you know, if, if you're listening to this, maybe you've had a friend who's had those sorts of feelings uh, and a lot of us just don't know how to actually be or talk about that topic. And it's weird because if you busted your leg, mm. um, it'd be like, oh, shit, mate. What, how'd you do that? Are you okay? Yeah. How ha- can I help? How's it going? It's mm. like, oh, it's not too good. Hey? I got infected and I had to blah, blah, blah. And you just talk about it. That's right. Like you talk about the footy or the weather or your divorce or mm-hmm. whether you've been thinking about the ceiling fan. Mm. And that ambivalence is is actually quite helpful mm. to be able to talk to people about it. Of course it is. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to table that today because we were chatting about this over a coffee earlier. 
Speaking of which, I haven't had enough coffee today, Coxie. You've never had enough I'm coffee, down, I'm down on my quota. We can catch you up. I must be broken. <laughs> anyway, um, so suicide and uh, talking about it, I think that, that was something that I wanted to make reference to is if you are out there and you're rubbing shoulders with people who maybe aren't okay and you're thinking, fuck, how do I, like, I think, I think, Robert's maybe doing it a bit tough, but I don't, I don't know, I don't want to talk to him about it because I don't know what to say, and what if he says he's not okay, and like, what if the big S comes up, and he's thinking about that, oh, shit, I don't know what to say or how to deal with it, and so, in most cases, people just avoid it, mm. and don't say anything, which is really bad, because mm. those people benefit greatly from being able to have a no-bullshit chat about it. Because they're thinking about it anyway, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I know from my own personal point of view, there's a real fear around, am I going to trigger something? Will this then become my fault? What do I actually say? How mm. do I say it? Mm. So much so this week, I actually, and this is where this big rant comes from, really. I started calling, I there was somebody close to me that I was a little bit fearful for, and I started calling around a few of our agencies in Australia to ask for help. I won't name them, but I was really unimpressed with the help that... I didn't get. Wow. I just got shafted from phone number to phone number. That's it. And eventually they told me just to go back to the GP. Now, my GP's booked out for six weeks. And these are big organisations? Big organisations. Shit. So, I had no actual practical support and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't know where else to go for, for help. I didn't know where to direct this person for help. I did not know what to do. Hmm. I wonder how often that's happened to other people out there. I'd say a lot. Or, or, and and I wonder if it's because Coxie, those organisations are equipped to deal with the person in crisis calling up, yes, but not the caregiver or the support person. So, wouldn't they be able to say the same thing to the caregiver or support person that they would actually be saying to the person on the phone anyway? So. Sorry, maybe I'm not explaining that terribly well, but couldn't you say, all right, in that situation, I would say X, Y, Z. Perhaps that's something you can say. Do you know what I mean? With all the professional mm, knowledge. Maybe they're not allowed to. Maybe there's a, a liability well, thing here. yep, that, that does make a lot of sense. It's interesting to get to the bottom of it. This is the second time I've actually had this experience. We did have um, somebody in business call us at 2 a.m. in the morning one night to tell us that Things were shit and he was thinking about taking his life and we didn't know what to do or say. It was our very first experience with it. So we just kept him talking for as long as we could and eventually just hang up. He hung up the phone Mm. and our next call was to another one of these big organizations. And again, they couldn't help us. They just told us to call triple O, but we had no idea where the gentleman was. So what I actually needed was some practical help on how to address the issue. Mm. Which is something we're going to tool our listeners up with today, right? Yeah, and there's, uh, I suppose to jump into that, there are various um, stages or phases at which you would perhaps catch somebody mm. um, in that in that conversation. You know, if if they're if they're currently on the brink of doing something rash, that would be a very different response to yes. if they've been thinking about it, but it's not. You know, they don't have plan and intent and mm-hmm. means and that sort of stuff. So, it's hard because um, I am assist uh, trained, which is a tautology, but um, applied suicide intervention 
skills training. Uh, so they give it an acronym like everything these days, but um, but it's basically suicide first aid training, mm. and and you learn about how to recognise uh, the signs um, and how to address that, and how to not to talk somebody down from there, but you know that's kind of the end outcome really mm-hmm. is to intervene um, and get somebody to make their own choice to uh, not carry on with that plan um so that's sort of high-end interventional type stuff and i think you know in that instance generally it is a a matter of keeping someone on the phone Mm. um getting them talking about stuff letting them know that you're there um not pissing them off Mm. not telling them that you understand when they're going to tell you that you fucking don't yes uh and and have somebody else dial triple o and get the cops out there I think it's a really good point or time to make the point that we're not professionals. We're just giving you our knowledge, something that we've both now used on several occasions. Mm. Um, but these tips have worked for us yeah. quite successfully. Yeah. And look, we're not we're not sitting here telling you how to give CPR. No. Um, we're telling you how to how to you know save a friend or a coworker or whatever. So um we we said it at the start in our um intro to this just a bit of a, a disclaimer and a warning about the the numbers some of the numbers that you should call if you if you yourself are in in crisis or you're, you're having those thoughts um and i just want to remind you listening to this that you know if listening to this is making you feel uh bad or depressed or you know like you you can't cope then please stop listening um and seek some help so go check out those numbers um we'll put them at the end of this episode as well uh you can google them you know there's all sorts of ways to to get some of that help i suppose Mm. um so particularly if you if you are in crisis yourself but if someone you know is in crisis then really it's about making them safe i mean that's what it comes down Mm. to is is you just got to do everything you can to make them safe and I don't mean physically crash tackle them to the ground because uh, often we're not there yes. when when people sort of uh, get into this this um, I guess you describe it as the darkest hour mm. um, and so you know it's it's connecting with them and that's why I think all this bullshit tiptoeing around the issue doesn't work because you just you're not addressing the elephant in the room. No. And can I say on that exact point that it's important to use plain language. Sometimes it's when you say the word suicide back to them that they really understand what they've been thinking about. It's it's okay to say to someone that's that's telling you and I literally met with a mate for coffee yesterday who's going through this now and you know, he's told me about how his marriage has ended and he's lost access to his kid and he's probably going to be financially ruined as well. Um, and, you know, he's middle-aged, uh, so it was a big change for his life. And I can clearly see that he's he's living with his elderly mother now. I mean, he's, mm. he's essentially out on his ass, And he's, he's not very well uh, and he's not in a very happy place in his life and he's about to go through some more shit. Um, and I just... I literally leant across the table at the cafe and looked him in the eye and I said, mate, have you been thinking of suicide? Mm. And it has to be that plain and simple. Do you know what he said? Mm. Was, I have. Yep. And then what do you say? And I said, how long ago? And where are you at in relation to that now? Mm. Like, obviously, he's sitting with me physically in a cafe. is different to if it's 2 a.m. and he's called me up. Of course. And he's bawling his eyes out. You know, I can 
I can make him safer, easier in a cafe because we're having a, a chat than if he's remote from me. But, you know, he said, no, 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 I'm all good. I've, I've realized that I've got this and I've got this to live for and I want to see this happen with my son and this and this and this. And he said, you know, it was, it was tough, but he said, I realized that I'm worth more here than I am not here. Mm. And so to me, that tells me that, well, for now, doesn't mean he's fixed. No. But for now, he's aware he's okay. Um, and so I'll be checking in with this guy regularly mm. just to make sure he's still okay, quote unquote. Um, and I think that takes a lot of courage from people who are maybe new to this or haven't had the training. And I've had a yes. lot of training around mental health and suicide and I'm married to a mental health clinician. So for me, it's kind of, and you and I talk about it on the podcast a lot, Coxie, mm. it not that it becomes trivialized, but it's easier for us to talk about it. It is, most definitely. Without sort of feeling that, oh, shit, can, mm. can I say that? Mm. Should, should we be talking about that? Mm. Should I ask this guy? Like, you know, and there's a way to ask. You don't use all the, the slang words and all that stuff. That's terrible. Um, and it, it just trivializes what they're feeling anyway. And you're still dodging the issue. Of course you are. You gotta, you gotta have the balls to say, "Are you having thoughts of suicide?" Yep. And the fantastic part about it is the reaction you get will give you some comfort as the support person, because a lot of times I'll be like, "What? No, no, fuck no! What? No way! I don't want to kill myself. Shit, man! What are you asking me that for?" It's like, well, I just, I'm just making sure. Yeah. And that actually can step you a lot closer to that person because they think, wow, this person actually had the, the guts to ask me if I was thinking of taking my own life. And cares about me enough to know. Exactly. And you'll find, just like my mate did yesterday, mm. that after I asked that question, the gates opened. They do, right? It is, And this is, I guess, my problem with the whole Are You OK campaign. It's a great question to ask, but so many of us don't know what to do when somebody says, no, I'm not. I know. Well, Yes. And I think there's two parts to that problem. One is that what the fuck does okay mean? Yes, great, it's, great it's question. It's so ambiguous. It are you ambiguous. okay? So when you yeah. ask me that question, Cox, you say, are you okay, Was I'll go, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, ex- right answer. We all have the same, right? Exactly right. It mm-hmm. just it triggers a friggin' canned response that everybody has. It's like, you okay, mate? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. What the fuck does fine mean? Fine means, well, it depends. If you're my husband and we're arguing, it means you're in some big fucking trouble. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I I, I heard about that acronym years ago, and I'm sure a few more people have heard of this than just me. But fine is apparently an acronym, particularly when you ask a woman. (laughs) And if she says, I'm fine, it actually means fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Yeah, that's me every day. <laughs> and I've just, I've just pissed off a whole bunch of women <laughs> listening to this podcast. And we weren't going to go into the whole sexist thing in this episode. No, gender. Don't talk about that. I'd rather talk about suicide, to be honest. And it's easier. Health. Absolutely. Um, so, are you okay? What does that even mean? Okay to one person might mean that... You know, I'm only smoking three bongs a day, mm. and uh, this is a really heavy episode, isn't it? Like, we've got drug references, we've got <laughs> suicide, well, we might as well talk about the gender thing. We may as well. Next thing, we'll start talking about politics and football. I'm not going into politics, or but football, football we can do. No, I'm not talking about football. Uh, but yeah, it's like, okay yeah. is a subjective term. It means different things to different people. But suicide only means one thing. That's right. 
So if I'm not having thoughts of that, great. Let's talk about what you are thinking and feeling. Yes, exactly. And it, like you said, it opens up the pathway for an honest conversation about where somebody is at. That's right. And if you are having thoughts of it, let's talk about that. Yeah, can we? So but let's, let's role, maybe role play or let's talk about what to do if somebody says, uh, yeah, yeah, I have been. So the thing to do is actually you want to establish when, how often, like get get a, a a bit of an idea about where they are at. And and that's what I asked my mate yesterday. He said he said yes he had and I said, So where are you at with that now? Mm. Like where where are your thoughts around that now? And he went, Oh no, 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 I'm I'm good now and gave me the reasons why. Yes. And look, without going into all the training, you're looking for protective factors. You're looking for them to say, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good." Was like, you know, I, I want to see my kid graduate from school, and I realise this, and I've thought about that. And so you're looking for what we call protective factors. Um, now, if you want to know more about this stuff, go to some of the the, the big organisations' websites. You know, Lifeline, Beyond Blue, Black Dog, Mates in Construction. There's some fantastic. Uh, um, I'll even give a plug to the dudes with the crazy shirts. You know, Trademark. This is a conversation starter. There's so much good information out there on what you can do as a layperson, even if you haven't done the training mm. and you haven't got a personal experience with it. You just want to know that that person you're speaking with on the phone or across the table or text messaging via messenger or something has enough reasons to not carry it out. Can I just make another point that has come to me while you're talking? It's actually quite normal to have suicidal thoughts at times. Yes. Everybody has them at different parts of their life and it's just whether they're intense and never-ending or they're just a fleeting flippant thing that you throw away in your brain. Yes, it's, it's like... Listening to this now, have you ever thought, I wonder what would happen if I didn't wake up in the morning? All the time. Now, now that is classified as a, a thought of suicide. Of course it is. Right? But for a lot of us, it's just that wondering. It's like, geez, I wonder what would happen if, if I didn't make it home. You know? Like, it, it's, that's very normal. And, you know, often that's all it is for people who are depressed and mm. mentally unwell is they think, I wonder what would happen if... Dot, 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 you know? But it's the continuation of that thought into formulating some sort of plan or having some sort of idea on how you'd like to carry it out. That's when we need to intervene. And, and if the person you're with is talking about specifics, method mm. and plan and frequency and those sorts of things, then, you know, you, you should start to feel a little more like, mm, I should probably stay close to this person. Yes. And, you know, if they're talking with you and you're engaged with them and they're, they're speaking openly, then that's great. Um, the, one of the worst things you could do, and there's a bunch of worse things that you could do, is to get angry at them mm-hmm. and tell them not to be selfish mm-hmm. or weak or mm-hmm. anything else. Gosh, yes. Um, that's one of the worst things you can do because they'll shut down mm. and they'll go, oh, well, clearly you don't understand. Exactly. And they become more insular and there's never a good result with it. So this idea that, that speaking about suicide triggers people is a crock of shit. It is a crock of shit because they're thinking about it anyway. The thing that triggers people is making them feel even more cut off than Correct. they already were. That's right. So don't ever get angry at someone um, regardless of how you feel about it because you are going to actually contribute to that. 
Let's not forget you can show anger in your face too. It's really important that you shut it down on every level. It might be that you need to sit on your hands while you have this conversation or do it over the telephone, but it's really important that you don't show it on your face. Mm. Um, and so, and, and some of the other things that are really not helpful is trivializing it. It's like, mm. oh, but you wouldn't do that, mate. You'll be right. You've got too much to live for. Yep. It's like, that's your perspective. Yeah, exactly. That might not be your friends or your family members or your co-workers' perspective right now, mm. right? They, they, they will get to that point with the right help, but right now, they can't see that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be thinking those thoughts. That's you know, right. They wouldn't be feeling as depressed or, or anxious or whatever as they currently are. So, you have to get out of your own idea about, you know, oh, you'll be fine, mate. You'll be fine. Just like just take the weekend off, man. You'll be right. It's like no, I fucking won't, mm. right? And and even the anger in my voice saying that is, I'm I'm recalling certain conversations that I've had through my tough times in life, where people literally just brushed it off and mm. went, "Yeah, you'll be fine." Was like you got everything going for you, man. Like you'll be right. But you can't see the wood for the trees, right? And I think this is something important that we point out because a lot of people are a bit sceptical about the idea and they do have some negative connotations about why somebody would even consider suicide. So let's talk about what it's like. It's really dark. Mm. You can't see the people around you that love you. Mm. You don't feel it because you're so insular in your own thought process that it's impossible to understand that there are people out there that value you and love you unless they are in your face telling you in a way that they can then understand Mm. sometimes trying to find a breakthrough with somebody that's in this crisis point is really challenging because they just can't hear it they can't feel it they can't see it so it's important for you as the helper to understand it's not about you it's about how their brain is working. So their brain has totally shut down. It's not functioning. They don't understand what's going on around them. They're just stuck in that horrible black place that feels like nothing but misery. Mm. Yeah. And and you can tell them all sorts of reasons why they should feel better. And all you're doing is driving a bigger wedge between the two of you. Yeah, so true. So, and a lot of us do that out of fear. You know, a lot of us just don't know what to talk about. And so it's confronting for the caregiver Definitely. to actually contemplate the fact that this person has had a serious thought about ending everything. Mm. You know, that's very confronting for a lot of us who haven't had exposure to it and haven't spoken to someone who's survived it or whatever. And we've had some fantastic guests on the podcast, you know, Jason Spall and um, Justin Gaines from Mates in Construction and... There's there's too many for me to even list them all, so I shouldn't have started. But uh, <laughs> but but you know they all say the same sort of thing. It's just it's very confronting for the caregiver. Yes, because we're not we're not expecting it. We're not used to hearing about it. We're not equipped to deal with it. And so the thing you need is courage. You, you need to have the guts as a caregiver to ask those questions. And be willing to shut your fucking mouth and listen. It's a big one. And not try and talk and make it all okay. And Don't fix it. Yeah. So for blokes, it's really hard because we're fixers. Mm. Right? A mate of mine sent me a photo of his his race bib. We're doing the, the bloody Gold Coast 30. Um, it's more than a half marathon. It's a half and a bit. Talk yourself uh, up, boss. <laughs> I'm, I'm very underprepared. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, we're doing this run and he sent me a photo of his race bib and, and it's turned up in the mail and, and uh, it's this plasticky stuff and they print your name and your race number on it. And he said, shame it's so crinkled and it's obviously got squashed in the mail. Mm. Do you know the first thing I sent back to him? Stick it under a tea towel and give it an iron, mate. 
Not, oh, I'm sorry to hear it. Or, oh, that's really not very good, mate. How are you feeling? Yeah. It was like, I sent him straight back how to fix it. He's this like, no, no, it's all good. It. I've put it under a big pile of books. Like, we're blokes. <laughs> we fix shit, right? Instead, and that's exactly what we do when someone's sitting there and saying, mate, I've, I've been having thoughts about, you know, suicide. Mm. It's like. Oh, you'll be right. Just go for a run, mate. Mm. They'll fix you right up. Yeah, so true, isn't it's it? That's all we want to fucking hear. No, and I understand the person giving that advice. They don't know what else to say. That's right. Because mm. <laughs> are you okay? Actually, no, mate, I'm not. Mm. Um, okay. The weather's nice today. It's a bit warm. Yeah, Jesus, humid today, isn't it? So what it? are you up to on the weekend? Uh, so it's... <laughs> that's awful. Don't do that. No, please don't. And even if someone says, yeah... Yeah, no, I'm okay. Mate, like, you look like you, you've been struggling a bit. You know they're not okay when they say it that way, right? It's you like, can see it. Mate, that didn't sound very convincing. You want to tell me what's going on? If oh, you no, are asking really. the question, you generally know the answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. If 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 you've got a doubt in their response, then you know what? As the person sitting there right then and there on the phone or the messenger or across them from uh, at the table, uh, you have a responsibility to actually... Dig a little deeper. It's really not hard to do. Please don't be frightened to do so. It really is just a couple of questions. It's, it is definitely simple. I think a lot of people find it very hard, Coxie. I think it's, this is something that needs to be taught in our schools. Mm. Imagine well, if every kid that came out of high school, graduated high school, was equipped to deal with somebody who's not feeling well. Yeah. And, and you know, we're talking about the sort of the damn wall here where mm. someone's gotten all the way down the river to the damn wall and they're about to go over and you're like, wait, wait, reach out and grab my hand. It's like, I can't. No. I can't. You physically can't. So you've got to, you've got to jump in and get them. Mm. Um, and you've got to do that by getting over your own shit yes. and having the courage to ask those questions and speak about it in plain language Yes. and just look them in the eye mm. and ask them the question. And just doing that can bring a lot of people back to the present mm. and have them hear their own response of, fucking hell, what am I doing? It's a game changer. Mm. It's, so, it's, it's, they're, look. But I agree with you about the, the high school thing, Coxie. Like, that would be so much easier because it's just mental health then. Just mental well, health. Well, it becomes another subject, another thing we take care of. We're taught how to physically take care of ourselves. Yeah. The kids go to gym three times a week because we've got to keep our bodies in shape. Do they teach them meditation and mindfulness? Not at all. Why not? Do they teach them about how nutrition affects your mental health? Not at all. Well, they have diet? a crack at that, but it might not be. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably sponsored by Kellogg's. Probably. And Gatorade. But, uh, <laughs> it was actually sponsored by the local physio centre. Oh, that's pretty good. That's oh, good. you reckon? At least it wasn't Macca's. Every kid got a referral to the physio that week. <laughs> For their mental health. For something. What the fuck's that got to do with mental health? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, if, if we have these conversations earlier and, you know, in our busy lives of social media and, and addiction to screens, there there are so many things attacking our mental health and we allow them to do that. Mm. As individuals, we allow all that stuff to attack our mental health. Um, we allow social media into our lives. We allow our screens to become an addiction. Um, you know, we allow our diet to be crap and our sleep to be disrupted and for our businesses to be stressful. And that's why one of the massive reasons Coxie and I do this podcast is so that you as a business owner in your trade don't actually add another thing to the mountain of responsibility and the load and the burden, which is, you know, financial stress and work stress and staff stress and customer stress because you add those to all the other things going on in our lives 
and it's enough to, to push someone into the river. It's far too much. We have burdened them with one thing, though. Listening to us? Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that just another thing to do? Get on to the app and listen to us once a week? Yeah, I Twice know. a week. People, st- good. people keep doing it, though. I don't know why. I'm going to be honest. Saddists. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, if, if you have someone in your life that you've got your doubts about, mm. or you just think, uh, if you've noticed a change, right? Yes. Change in their habits, a change in their level of social contact, mm-hmm. a change in their exercise, um, a change in their, their energy levels, their mood. Uh, maybe they used to text you all the time, now they've stopped. Um, you haven't seen them at the last couple of gym sessions or footy training or at the crochet meetings, whatever it is. If you've noticed a change, it's worth reaching out and just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Hook up for coffee, and if they avoid you, that would be a bad sign to me. It's a bit of a red flag. Um, if they're dodging you, sort of saying, "Hey, man, we should catch up. You know, mm. I haven't seen you for a while. Just, just sort of be good to, to get together." Now, some people are just busy. Well, maybe don't I don't like you. Overreact? Yeah, well, I get dodged a lot. Actually. I didn't really want to have coffee. Uh, I get ghosted quite a bit, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I'm a persistent bastard. So, uh, so yeah, you know, reach out, and and if you can't sort of connect with them in that way, face-to-face or anything, just hit them with the message. Mm. Hey, mate, I'm a bit worried about you. Are you okay? Mm. And they'll probably say, yeah, they're fine. And you'll be like, I don't believe this. No. I don't believe you. Just go there. Take, say, yeah, take the next step. You know, I don't believe you. Mm. Say it. Be honest. Friends are meant to be honest with each other. That's right. Uh, family are meant to, but man, that causes some arguments. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go there. Have the courage to go there. Because if you don't, you know, some of our guests, have, uh, they're living with that. Mm. And, and that's a tough thing to live with. It is. So, uh, that'd be my advice. And, you know, just use plain language. Plain language. Mm. How are you, Warwick? I'm great. I believe you. you because we just spent four hours talking about it before we started the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, we just downloaded all of our all of our emotional drama and stuff As before we, we hit record. We do. It's like, how are you going? Oh, well, fucking actually, tired. I'm sick of this shit, hey? <laughs> I'm exhausted. Is it Christmas yet? But it, um, oh, I know I was about to sort of stop talking. But imagine if we did that. I, mm. I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, and I'm sure I've written a blog post about it, um, is... You know, you go through the checkout or you stop for fuel and people oh, go... I would so love to do this. Hi, how are you going? And it's like, yeah, good, thanks. How about you? Yeah, I'm great. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm really fucking pissed off. I've had an argument with my husband. My kids are being naughty. There's no money in the bank. I feel like shit. That's what I'd say. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine though how much... It'd be fun to... We should get a camera crew and we should go out oh and Oh, my this. God. <laughs> we'll, we'll go into a shop and buy something and be like... Hi, how are you going today? It's like, oh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, that's really taking it to the next <laughs> level. The poor kid on the checkout. Oh, that would that would be mean. It would be. I'm going to get some hate mail about this. We are. I wonder if I like. I wonder if someone would dob me into like Lifeline for giving shit advice on a podcast. Oh well, uh, I don't Bring really it. know. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I think it's very good advice. Yeah. Oh, you know, some people sort of see everything through their own lens, but uh, Fair. but yeah, imagine if we were actually honest with people, and, and you know, it wouldn't have to be that extreme. But it's like, actually, I'm I'm not doing so great at the moment, and the other person could say, "Oh, really? Are you okay?" I'd be like, "Look, look, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay, but just just having a tough time. You know, work's stressing me out, and money's a bit tight. But 
but thank you for asking. I'm actually doing okay. Imagine if that was how human relationships nice, rolled it? out in public. You and I do that. Yeah. Instead of all being so fucking busy that we mm. don't actually want to ask the question because we don't want to spend the time listening to someone. If they have a longer response, then mm. I'm fine, thanks. That's so true. We've been conditioned to say, I'm fine, thank you. Because then we can get in, get out and get on with the next busy thing that we need to do. Because life's busy. And then spend three hours on the couch scrolling social media. But I like social media. It makes me feel great as a person. Mm, that'll get me onto another <laughs> rant about people not having enough time for all this stuff. Well, it's let's like, save that for another episode. <sighs> Well, we'll be here for hours. Anyway, let's. we need to do the thing. Um, so, if you've <laughs> listened to this and in all seriousness and you're feeling not okay um, or you know someone who maybe isn't okay, please reach out, whether you're a caregiver or support person. Um, if you are in a dark spot at the moment, uh, there is help available, but even the word help, I'm not a big fan of. I think there's people who will listen. There, there is people who understand is probably even more important. And that's what my mate said to me yesterday. He looked at me and he said, you know what was? You, I, I actually believe you when you say you understand. He said, I believe you. I feel like you do understand. And for him, that was really quite comforting to know that there was someone who understood his situation and understood how he felt. So if you're listening to this and you feel like no one understands then please reach out to organisations like Beyond Blue. You can get them on 1300-224636. That's 1300-224636. You could call Lifeline. They have a 24-hour crisis support and uh, suicide helpline. They are on 131114, 13 11 14 for Lifeline. Um, and you can also, if you Google Mates in Construction, um, they have uh, support services for people in the construction and, and building industries. Uh, you can message us here at Tradies in Business. Uh, we have actually had a couple of, of listeners mm. over the years get in touch with us that didn't feel like anybody else understood. Um, but based on our rantings and bullshit, uh, they <laughs> felt like maybe we did. So we've we've um, supported a couple of people and uh, and you know really pleased that they. Went and took some action and, mm. and uh, you know, they made themselves safe uh, and they went and got some proper help and uh, and they're, they're doing great now. So, mm. um, if you want to message us, uh, we're always uh, available to have a chat to you or, you know, just a, a, a messenger thing so it's less confronting. But uh, please reach out and get some help. Um, and if you're a caregiver, uh, don't be afraid to ask the question. Take care, people. Yeah, look after yourselves. Stay classy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.